holidays and come on in. It's Small Town D&D with Chelsea Lee. Perhaps the largest gift I've ever received in terms of sheer size and scope was when the great state of New York sent me a bomb cyclone and I ate Quaker Oats oatmeal squares for three days straight. (laughs) With David Dillon. Wow. It is scientifically proven that my dog in a cute Christmas sweater is way cuter than anybody else's dog in a cute Christmas sweater. (laughs) And Dewey Cassidy. I believed in Santa Claus until I was 10 years old, and right now I'm 90% sure. (laughs) I'm your Dungeon Master Alex Wolfson. Let's jump in. Greetings and welcome back. It is a festive time of year here in Chester's chair. It is the night before Cuddle Much. Is anything happening all through the house? That's what we're going to find out. That's the point of tonight's show. As we zoom through the streets of Chester's chair, we see that everyone's getting off work early to take care of last minute business. There's hustle and bustle through the streets here. While it doesn't snow in Chester's chair, there is an uncomfortable post-rain. The streets are wet and sloppy. Folks walk by bundled in warm winter clothes, earmuffs for the cold. The Chris Tato Fry sells fries with cinnamon and cardamom to kids and passers-by. The most wonderful time of the year, truly. Sorry, pronounce those two herbs again? Cinnamon. Cinnamon. There we go. Ah, shit. Cinnamon (laughs) and cardamom. Frosted sells hot cocoa instead of dairy treats. And the missing chair monument is decorated with lights, beads, and ornaments. We begin tonight at the end of a workday, just as you're getting off. And we'll fly by each of each of our three players here in turn. First, Jeremiah, standing in the very same missing chair square, watching all of this happen. A, a man will walk by, he'll hand you a bag of honey hose honey donuts that are sold on street corners only in this season. Jeremiah, I'd like you to roll 2d6, and this will determine what random townsfolk come to visit you this afternoon. I rolled a 1 and a 6. A 1 and a 6. Wonderful. And as people come passing by you, they're in a happier mood than normal. The air is lighter. The loads on their shoulders, lighter. I used lighter twice. Clamp Heath Careprax, the young dragonborn <laughs> woman who you know. Yeah. This is not a new name. <laughs> I've never heard this name. Clamp Heath Careprax, the young goth dragonborn woman, walks by. She seems to be heading home for the day. She'll sidle up next to you and she'll say, Jeremiah. Yes, Clamp Heath. I got to go visit my dad for Cuddle Much, but I wanted to give you a gift <gasps> fitting of the season. Oh my gosh. Can I should I open it now or should I wait until Cuddle it's Much not Morning? Wrapped. She holds out a dead squirrel. Oh. Jeremiah takes it and uh holds it up and uh he puts it in a shoebox and then in his bag starts gets a little garden shovel and digs a little hole and then puts the squirrel in the that's in the shoebox in the hole and buries it. Wow, you really took this more seriously than I thought you would. Bye, Jeremiah. Happy Cuddle Much. Happy Cuddle Much to you. 
the second person to come visiting you as the crowd swells past you is Sindar Fulbeek, who we haven't seen since a very traumatic day. That one I know. <laughs> Sindar Fulbeek also comes by. He'll slap you on the back and say, Jeremiah, it's good to see you. Things have been looking up for me. I hope you've been well as, as well. I have. Things have been going well. Thank you for asking. Um, what's, what's new in your life? What's, what's moved up? I have a new perspective on things. I'm not asking for more than I'm given. You know what I mean? I think that's a wonderful sentiment to have this time of year. I think so, too. I got you a little something, by the way. Oh? He'll reach into his bag. He pulls out a little folded, reusable bag. He says, here, you can hold things in it. Oh, this is great. If only I had a dead squirrel to put it in. (laughs) One can dream. One can dream. Toodaloo, Jeremiah. Happy Cuddle Much. Happy Cuddle Much to you. We fly across town to the Towers Schoolhouse, where one Clegg Tumstall is hard at work. The students inside the classroom are eager to get out. The only thing keeping them from a cuddle-much vacation is one final speech from Miss Maggie Lathy. All right, children. Before we leave for vacation, who can tell me what cuddle-much is for? And all the kids, ah, groan. Jackson Fisher will speak up. Cuddle much is a day <laughs> for family or found family. A day for connection and forgiveness and for telling your loved ones that you care about them. Very good, Jackson. Very good. <laughs> wow. Because when the sun goes down, everyone better be snuggled up cozy with their loved ones. Or, and the children join her in song... Or else the cuddle much death terror will beat you and take your stuff. (laughs) Wow. Remember, if you stay out after dark on cuddle much, the cuddle much death terror will beat you and take your stuff. Now go have fun, children. And they run out the door. Clegg, uh, as the children leave, Jackson Fisher will run up close to you and he'll give you a big hug. I love you, Miss Clegg. Aw, thanks, Jackson. What do you do it for cuddle much? Uh, it's too expensive for me to go back home. So instead, I'm going to be writing letters to all my family asking for money. Good luck! And he'll, he'll Goodbye. run Goodbye. What would you like to do here uh, in, in the Towers schoolhouse? Is Miss Maggie Lathy still there? Yeah, Miss Maggie Lathy is hanging out. She <sighs> sighs deeply. Then another year completed. Uh, Clegg's gonna ask Miss Maggie Lathy, hey, what are, what are you doing for a cuddle much? You plan to spend the holidays with anyone? Oh. She'll look around, seeing the room is empty. You don't need to roll, make a roll for her. Miss Maggie Lathy trusts you. She'll say, typically I spend cuddle much alone. I know, not a lot of fun. Other folks are out partying or with their family, but, but I'm, I'm, hap- I'm happy. Wow. <laughs> All Clegg can think about is the loneliest badger. <laughs> Well, this Magalithi, I'll be alone for cuddle much if you wanted to come over or something. I don't know. It'll just be me and Summer's bounty tearing it up. Um, well, that's very sweet of you to invite me, but don't make plans too early. I mean, I'm sure you and your friends, well, there's always a big sorting that happens, you know, towards the, towards the end of the day. I'm not sure if it's the same where you're from, but here in Chester's chair... Once everyone gets off work, there's a big shuffling and a whole to-do to see who might spend the evening with who. Maybe maybe this year I'll try to find a group. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Um, 
I just wanted to ask, is the death terror real? I don't really understand. Oh, the death terror is real. That's real. Here in Chester's chair, we have the Cuddlemudge death terror. No one's ever seen their face, but, but it is a fact that if you stay out after dark, a beast of some kind will knock you unconscious, beat you within an inch of your life, and take all your stuff. <laughs> okay. Has that ever actually happened to anyone or no? It happens to someone every year. Oh, God. Okay, well, happy cuddle much. We have hours way. until then. Bye-bye. And we zoom across town to Penis Curiosity in Missing Chair Square, where Albert Penis is finishing up another day of work. Albert, go ahead and roll a d6 for me. Four, my number in water polo in high school. Okay. Well, it must be your lucky number because... Ding, 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 ding. Walking through the front door is a very well-dressed man in a fine suit, three pieces of vest and a long coat. He wears a large scarf and a top hat. Before he enters, can I roll back and say what Albert's doing while he enters? Totally. So, in fear of the coming death terror, Albert is uh, trying his best to put some armor on Money Boy, just in case he's the one that's beaten and attacked. Money Boy, however, is uh, is continually eating and choking on Tinsel. And so, as <laughs> Albert is armoring Money Boy, he's also trying to pull Tinsel out of his mouth, even though he wants to swallow it. Money Boy? Money Boy? Pull? Money Boy? No! You can't? This is not food! Money Boy! It looks so good! It, I don't care. Now, I'm going to talk to this nice man, and you are going to not eat tinsel the moment I turn around. You understand? I understand. Money boy, no. Hold on, All right. Be right back. Okay, okay. And this man, he looks over at you. He'll take off his top hat, hold it under an arm, and say, My name is Bartholomew Towers. Of the Towers Pool House. You may have heard of it. It burned down in a fire and then was rebuilt. <laughs> As I remember. Yes, I'm here today looking for a curiosity. You've come to the right place. Wonderful news. Why, I'm looking for fireproof walls. Do you have anything that might take the regular wall and make it fireproof? Regular wall and make it fireproof. Aha! I know exactly what you need. You see, one day I went to make myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich as one my financial situation is wont to do. However, when I unscrewed my jelly, I discovered a patch of mold sitting atop it. Now, that simply won't do, so I set out to engineer the world's first mold-free jelly. Now, unfortunately, while it is mold-free, it is toxic in almost all scenarios, but it can never catch fire. Now, were you to buy, oh, I don't know... 80, 90,000 jars of jelly and paint it all over your walls, they will never catch fire. They will attract mice, but that's an easily fixable problem. <laughs> You're saying for just 80 to 90,000 jars of jelly, I could have fireproof walls? Sure, and, well, you can buy fewer than that, I'm now oh. realizing. Uh, as many as you need, really. Well, maybe I'll start with two. Two jars of jelly. Great, they're a hundred gold each. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's a little rich for my for my blood. I mean, tell you what, what what month were you born? I was born in August. Oh, a Leo. You know what? Just for that, fifty gold each. Fifty gold. That's a <laughs> tremendously large amount of money. Sure, but is it cheaper than your entire money? Money boy. Hey, hey. <laughs> is it cheaper than your entire shop burning to the ground again? <laughs> How's about this for? Two jars of jelly, I'll give you five gold. Make it seven and I'll hug you on the way out. That's a deal, sir. He'll reach his hand out. And I'm going to shake and do that thing where you like shake and then hug. Great. Happy cuddle much to you, Mr. Penis. 
Albert Penis. Sorry. As you should be. And introductions completed. Your workday is at an end. And you see naturally the crowds of Chester's chair seem to be congregating at Missing Chair Square. So as you notice the flows of folks heading towards the chair, you follow them. And the three of you will meet up here in Missing Chair Square. You see around you fries, hot cocoa, and honey hose for sale. You also see Tile. He's standing up on a platform. He's speaking to a large crowd of people. Uh, He seems to be working on something. And you also see many of your different friends from town. They're chatting with each other, hugging, starting to make plans on Cuddlemutch. It's very important to find a group to hang out with, else be left alone to huddle in fear when the death terror comes. Much more fun to huddle with friends when the death terror comes. Uh, Can I ask if Tile has the scent of the big dog on him? Oh, wow. (laughs) Does he smell like big dog? The scent of the big dog. Go ahead and roll a perception check as you all make your way to Tile. (laughs) I got a seven. Yeah, okay. So I'll say, Clegg, you don't notice. Your nose is stuffy today. But Albert and Jeremiah, you do notice. No roll needed from... Th- oh, go ahead and roll. Let's all roll. Let's all roll. Everybody likes Let's keep it roll. clean here. Two. <laughs> Fifteen. Great. Albert and Clegg must have really stuffy noses because, Jeremiah, you're 50 feet away from Tile when you smell a, a musky, wet smell. Oh, my god! This gosh. clearly is... Ew. This is the scent of the big dog, the, the cologne that Tile received from Sir Jowl's flapping during the Queen's visit. Um, a magical cologne, I might add, that could have gone to any of the players, but Tile won the dance contest. <laughs> Alex very slightly telling us to do better next time. <laughs> Roll your dice better. Just saying, the uh, scent of the big dog, I spent hours crafting that item. I'm going to go up to him. Tile, what is that putrid smell coming off of you? <laughs> Great. Uh, you see Tile. He's dressed in an immaculate suit, even fancier than normal. He also seems to be handing out bits of paper to people who are writing on them and then handing them back to him. You distract him from this. He'll turn over to you. He'll say... Oh, Jeremiah, notice anything about me? Oh, that putrid stench is the scent of the big dog. You're talking now to the big dog. Jeremiah's arm is over his nose and is, and looks at Clegg and Albert and says, Do you, are you guys not getting any of this? It does smell quite a bit like up dog in here. What's up, dog? Nothing much. What's up with you, dog? <laughs> 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 All right, the show's Hook, over. line, sinker. <laughs> Tile will say, Tile will hold it out for you, actually. He'll say, want a spritz? I'm okay, thank you. What does it do? The scent of the big dog. It'll make give you confidence, make you radiate charisma. Clegg will say, yeah, I want that. He'll spritz you with it. Uh. And as you're spritzed with it, go ahead and make an arcana check. Now, will it give you up dog? <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to fool me twice. I don't know what you're talking that about. That is a dirty 20. A dirty 20. Very good. So you learn its magical properties from being affected by it. A small glass bottle in the shape of a pit bull's face is filled with a a shimmery liquid. As an action, a creature can pull on the dog's tongue, opening a small port and spritzing themselves with a perfume that smells like 10-day-old musk, rubber, and cinnamon. For the next hour, when making a charisma check, the user can roll a d4 and add it to their roll. You don't learn this, but I'll read it out anyways because it is fun. It also has charges. 
The bottle contains three charges. It regains charges at dawn as long as the user says, Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305, out loud at least once that day. Alex is so <laughs> mad that none of us got this one. If all three charges are used, roll a d20. On a one, the bottle crumbles, shouts, Live life. Don't let life live you. And then it's destroyed. <laughs> I think the more superior Pitbull quote is, I'm like a squirrel always looking for a nut. <laughs> Christmas classic. I'm looking for a nut. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So, Clegg, you get a D4 to all charisma rolls for the next hour. This is huge for Clegg. And for everyone else, Tyle will turn to you and say... Now, I'm organizing the game of secret snugglers. It's a town tradition. I hope you're going to play. Here's how it works. You'll take a piece of paper and write down your name and then also write down a gift that you want. Something kind of simple and common. And once you do that, we'll scramble them all up. You'll get somebody else's name. You'll get them a gift and someone will get you a gift. And once you get those gifts, you'll have to kind of guess who got it for you. It's really fun. You want to play? Sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. How many? How many people are are in this? He has a bucket full of papers. There's like 50, 60 people already in it. Whoa, so it's like most of the town or, you know, most of the NPCs that we've come in contact with. Totally. Yeah. Tons of people are playing this. Great. So all, all of the players, you have texted me your secret wish, your gift. Now I would like all of you players to reach inside the bucket and pull out a random name and then get their uh, gift. So could everybody please roll a d20? 10. I also rolled a 10. <gasps> Ooh. Fight you for it. <laughs> you two both grab the same piece of paper. <laughs> We're just holding it, locking eyes. It's like a meat cube. You're both mad. We tear it in half. <gasps> Tile goes, oh my god, she's not going to get a gift. Uh, grabs the paper back, is going to mend it, and she, Tile will put it back in the... Does he have mending? Is Tile a wizard? No, he has tape. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He has taping, which is a cantrip. Maybe Clegg and Tiles are friends. Okay. He puts it back in the in the bag, and he'll ask you to pull another one. All he'll right. ask both of you to pull another one. 19. 19. Okay. So I will now text all of you who you got. Wow. I got 18, not 8. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So all of the names have been given out. Well, we won't like actually go shopping for each of these gifts, but... In the next few hours that we pass hanging out with various people, you'll have time to run off and purchase your version of this gift. So it could be exactly what's on the paper, or it could be your own spin on that. Oh, and I need to roll three times to see who gets you. The secret snuggler instructions dispersed. We will now turn our attention to Cuddle Buddies, the annual <laughs> gathering of cuddlers. You look out into Missing Chair Square and you see all hosts of friends, people you've met throughout your journeys so far and, and others that you know. They're mingling and starting to form off into little groups. You see some folks are still hanging out in the town square having fun. Some folks are already starting to head to various businesses that are kind of hot spot parties. And some people are also heading home with their families to spend a more quiet evening together. In particular... The Mossy Marsh looks like people are already starting to head over there. Same with the Split Log, a different crowd. More of a party crowd, perhaps, going to the Split Log. You see some folks from the Root District that you recognize heading back along a long path. Um, Albert Penis, you'll recognize they're probably heading to Orda's house. Ah, Orda's house. 
there may be some surprises out there depending on who you want to seek out. And so, the three of you gathered all together, cozy and snugly, in your winter clothes. What would you like to do? Well, I'm going to head right up to my shop and get ready to work on my gift. Jeremiah will look for a party in the Root District. He'll go to Orta's house. Going to Orta's house. Awesome. Uh, Albert and Clegg, what, what are you both doing? I'm in my shop. I think Clegg's going to look for either Baggy or Miss Maggie Lacey. Great. First, we'll do Albert then. So we fly back into Penis Curiosity, now closed for the evening. Albert, what are you working on? So I am working on a pair of sunglasses. Now, of course, uh, Albert is not totally sure what that means. So in his mind, he imagines that they want some sort of uh, drinking glasses that can always be used in the sunshine. So he's going to work on his glass blowing kit, which he hasn't broken out in a while. So he's going to fashion these beautiful glasses with um, these sort of sun designs on them. But yeah, so he's, he's blowing glass. He's making these beautiful glasses with these ornate, like, suns all over them. The suns are wearing sunglasses, but he does not realize that they're sunglasses. <laughs> so just how he pictures them. And uh, it's uh-huh. his um, self-cooling cup. It's a it's a play on that. So the cup will always be ice cold no matter how hot it is. Awesome. Money Boy is just by his side. There's some fun music playing. That's it. Great. Oh, Money Boy. Sorry, sorry to bother you. Um, it may be yeah. my glass blowing kit. Does it smell strange in here to you? Um, I, I don't know. What, what do you think it smells like? I think it might be smelling a bit like Updog in here. What's Updog? Nothing much. What's Dog with you? No. No. Albert! Money Boy! You tricked me! Money Boy! <laughs> <laughs> He'll start smashing things. And we cut across to <laughs> the fruit district. <laughs> Jeremiah and Clegg, you're walking down together looking for Baggy and Miss Maggie Lathy and... You follow a group of folks heading over to Orta's house. You'll get to the front of what must be the place. Now, have either of you ever been to Orta's house? I'll allow you to just choose that, especially Jeremiah. Um. Oh, yeah, she has bog water. He's definitely been there. He's not a, not a regular by any means, but um, he does he does go there um, once every quarter to stock up on bog water. Totally. That makes sense. And you, you know everybody. You stand in front of a large, simple wooden home, several rooms of odd sizes connected to each other, filled to the brim with knitting, and tonight with people. It's the home of an old gnome woman who you don't see from the outside here. You see instead a group of young people. You'll see the Fisher family is outside here. You see also Baggy is outside here, along with Calra Stronghold, Krog, and Pellbottom. And Jilrana Thistletop is outside here at Orda's house. And they're all kind of chatting before deciding where they're going to end up for the evening. You sidle up to this whole big group, just as Baggy is saying, Hmm, yeah, I was thinking I have a smaller thing at my place just for the girls. Uh, Jill Rana will say, That's very nice, but I'm going to be at Orda's house. That's the center of the root district. <laughs> Baggy will say, Okay, whatever. What would you all like to do? Jeremiah's going to walk in and he's going to say, Orda, I need my quarterly bog water refill. Great. You blow past this group of people standing out front. <laughs> yep. You see inside the house, Orda, Orda Shep. Orda uh, sits in a rocking chair and, and uh, is not as active. Orda will look up at you and say, Oh, yes. Jeremiah Gel Sinkley. Oh, he got something good for you. Uh, let me just, uh, here, hang on a minute, and she'll get up. Uh, and waddle real slowly across the house. 
She's digging under boxes of things. It seems like people from the community just bring her things, fruit and other and rice and other things. She moves them aside and she'll find a crate. It's a big jug, like an old moonshine jug. She lifts one, then lifts another, and she'll drag them across the floor over to you. <laughs> Here you go, Jeremiah Jail Sinkly. That's for you. Thank you, Warda. Uh, do you think this year I can finally get the recipe so I can start uh, oh, distilling this myself? That's my secret, Jeremiah Jelsinkley. That's my secret. If I tell you, then you won't come back to pay me company, <laughs> right? Oh, I'll pay you all the company in the world. I just want to save you the, the time and effort of doing so. Well, this is how I see you once a quarter. And I'm not trading that for nothing. And she'll kind of walk her way back to the rocking chair sit in it and say where's this everybody everybody's outside i'll hang out with you orda do you want to be my cuddle much cuddler uh it's going to be a packed house here it always is and at this point jill rana the fisher family and varshan decker all come in the door we'll cut outside briefly clegg what are you doing um clegg's gonna have a sidebar with summer's bounty okay gonna say i know that we made a beeline for the girls evening but summer's bounty now that you've learned to speak, is there anyone that you wanted to spend cuddle match with? Um, I want to spend cuddle match with you. Ah, there, there's no other friends in the town that you wanted to see. Not for me. You, you wouldn't be bored by just having like a girls' night. You would like that. I like girls' night. All right, I just wanted Can he to. Come? And he'll he'll point at Krog over there, the gruff older half orc man. Girls' night plus him. You you want him to come? Yeah, the girls now. Yeah, Clegg Clegg and Krog are friends. Um, Clegg goes to the light bar somewhat often. Clegg will be like, "Hey, Krog, uh, do you have any plans?" Um, no. Most of the, the time on Cuddle Much, I come to Orda's house or I spend it alone. Huh? That's pretty sad. Um, did you want to go hang out at Baggy's house with me in Summer's Bounty? Oh, I. He singled you out. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that. Okay, cool. Then then we'll all do it together. Is Miss Maggie Lathy around or no? Uh, I haven't seen her, but she doesn't live so far from here. Okay, yeah. Maybe maybe we'll pick her up on the way, too. Okay. We'll do it. We'll go back inside to Jeremiah. Uh, a small crowd is forming here. Are you are you planning to stick around, or are you going to head back out? Um. Yeah, he wants to stick around and... I want to make a, a combination of swamp liquor and like a white Russian. So maybe like a uh, a Scarlet's Edge or something. Hey, okay. Yeah, you can make a Scarlet Edge. Yeah. He mixes the bog water with cranberry juice. I love it. Yeah. Order goes, oh, yeah. man, all my old people are money boy. Um, <laughs> money boy all the way down. Order will say, oh, now it's a party. Jeremiah. Jelsinkly. <laughs> and you'll hand hand these drinks out to folks. Jill Run of Thistletop takes one. Uh, Melton and Effie Fisher, the parents of Jackson Fisher, each take one. Jackson Fisher is also going to reach up and say, Jeremiah, for me. <laughs> uh, I, I look at Mr. Fisher. I says, is cool with you? Um, Make a persuasion check. There's a DC on this. I feel like it, it might be. It's possible. Uh, 17. Yeah, Melton and Effie Fisher look at each other and he'll sigh. Today's your lucky day, Jackson. Gooby, yeah, 
yeah, Jeremiah. He'll reach up with two hands. Is Jackson Fisher, um, what D&D race is he? He's a human. He's a human. And how, how old is he? He is eight years old. He's eight years old. <laughs> so here's <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> here's Jeremiah looking like uh, like a server in a, at a club or something, just having a little tray of these Scarlet's Edges and um, is passing them out to people. And here comes Little Fisher and asking for one, getting the green light from his parents and Jeremiah just, just one just a small one just a small one Jeremiah looks down at him because he I'm assuming is towering over this small eight-year-old child Absolutely. and is just says well, I remember going to Orta's house when I was about your age and and this was the first drink that I ever have and I give him like Jer- Jeremiah gives him like a big like pint glass of of this Scarlet's Edge <laughs> and he said Happy cuddle much. <laughs> Great. Jackson Fisher will grab it with two hands. This is the best day of my life. And Melton will take it from him immediately. <laughs> he has a tiny little shot glass. He'll dip it in and give him a tiny one. And say, That's for you, kiddo. He goes, still a great day. And he'll run off. It's like a little church wine <laughs> cup. Yeah, that, that's all he gets. I'll have one little sip. Um, so since we haven't spent any time in Orta's house, and I was just looking at your descriptions at our visitor's guide to Chester's yeah. chair, um, what exactly is Bogwater and how does it taste? Yeah, let's let's get a better look at Orta's house. As you look around the room, there's old couches and love seats, upholstered chairs of all sizes. Basically, like any old chair that would have gotten thrown away in another part of town is brought here so that everyone from the community can come in and have a seat and enjoy themselves. There's tables and food always out in Orda's house. And she also makes a special alcohol, a liquor called bog water, which is like a very, very strong moonshine. It's grassy and herbal, sort of like a Jaegery. There's a Jaegery thing going on. She is the only one who's able to take the water from Martha's Bayou, the swamp that the Root District is adjacent to, to take that bog water and distill it into a product that is not literally poisonous. And still somehow peated from the bog. Yeah, it's peated from the bog, exactly. Wow, we got our third body of water reveal. Huge. Huge episode. at home. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good. It's not like a gross thing that they scarf down it's it's good so clegg or uh albert now that you've finished your adventure creating sunglasses which are glasses that look like the sun what would you like to do i think i'm gonna join everybody right i I, i'm gonna wrap up my gift first so i'm gonna grab some wrapping paper that i always keep around uh, for meats and whatnot i'm gonna wrap it up and uh, i'm gonna head out with money boy and stetson on my head in my horse proof suit and run over to the party (laughs) great stetson will (sighs) Suck on the top of your head. <laughs> Greeted by the delicious taste of pennies, I'm assuming. I was looking for a voice for Stetson because Chimpy had a voice. Sure. Your voice is that weird kid from Hey Arnold. Chimpy was. <laughs> oh, I miss the Chimpy grunting. And Stetson is. <sighs> oh, he's nastier. Stetson will try to chew on a lollipop, but his mouth is way too big. It's the full brim of a hat. And he just. <laughs> Leaves a whole wet spot on the ground. Does the wearer of Stetson, do they have to make con saving throws every so often to not get, uh, not take a D4 of damage from this 
hat. Depends on how much he likes you. I think I would be okay, though, because I'm wearing uh, my armor. Oh, you're wearing this on top of your armor? That's... Yeah. Got it. Oh, you you know how I be. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> so you're coming over to Orta's house as well? Yeah. Great, you'll come in the door. Now everybody's been drinking a little bit and having a good time. You enter in. Uh, you see Jeremiah Jelsinkley making drinks. Ah, Jeremiah, enjoying your bog water? This is not just any bog water. This is a Scarlet's Edge. It's ah. bog water mixed with cranberry juice. Would you like one? I would love to take a drink of Scarlet's Edge. I'd give him a, uh, a schooner. Schooner? 32 ounces, baby. Uh, I just saw Dewey resist the urge to say schooner. I hardly know. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, baby. Okay, I'll take a little shot. Oh, hoo, hoo. there's a, quite a kick to that, much like I suffered when I was trampled under a hoof several years ago. <laughs> I must say, there's quite, a, quite an aftertaste to this. Uh, you said there's cranberry juice in this? Yeah, yeah, that's probably where most of the bitterness is coming from. Interesting, because I am getting almost hints of updog. <laughs> oh my god. I don't no. think that was in there. Really? There was no updog in there? I don't think there was updog uh, in, in the bog. <laughs> very, very interesting. There was no updog in there. There was, there was, there was no Sparky. Wait, what was, was that the dog's name? I'm, I'm unsure as to what you're referring. Varshan Decker will say, who's Sparky? Not much, but Sparky with you. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the dog that I converted and then was at the talent show? Crispy. Crispy, not Sparky. I'm so sorry. All good. There was no Crispy in this bog water. Well, then I'm at a loss. Uh, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go talk to other people. I'm going to walk <laughs> The thing I wish I could say at every party. I'm going to walk off. <laughs> Truly is a fantasy world. In there, you see Jill Ronna Thistletop, the Fisher family, Varshan Decker, and Orda. And before you can flirt with Jill Ronna Thistletop, Orda will stand up from her chair and say, Young Albert Penis, I'm disappointed in you. Oh, whatever have I done to offend you, madam? You stayed away so long. Come here, big guy. Reach your arms out. Oh, okay. You'll come over, give her a hug? Yeah. She'll hug you back. Oh, Albert, it's been too long since I've seen you. You're looking good. What's Thank this you. new trash can that you wear? Ah, my patented horse-proof armor. Any horse that knocks me over will be in for quite a rude awakening because these bones will not break today. I'm glad to hear you're still inventing because your inventions are superb. You're going to make it one day. Oh, Orla, you know, Orda... Orda. <laughs> oh, Orda, you know how to tickle my keys. Oh, oh don't make me get in there. With the, oh, don't make oh, me get or, in there. Oh, the, by the way, I have a friend to introduce you to. Uh, this is my new friend, okay. uh, my my new roommate, Moneybags. Money boy. Hello. You're very old. <laughs> She'll look up at him. <laughs> you're very old, too. No, but I mean you're extremely old. It shows on your face and your everything. She'll say, you're, you're an old man. Look in the mirror. Look in, you look like the Six Flags guy. We've established this. He'll say, Albert, I like her. She's good. Well, how about, oh, give me one moment. I'm going to grab a glass of bong water. For, sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna it grab, is dangerously close to that. I'm going to grab a glass of bog water for each of them. And I'll say, well, I'll let you two get to know each other. In the meantime, I'm going to go oh. talk to other people. <laughs> Great. Um, who else would you like to chat with in this? In I would see what Clegg's doing. Great. You look around and Clegg is actually not at the party right now. What? And that's a good opportunity to cut across to Clegg. 
Put a tee up. Clegg is on her way to girls' night. Girls' night. You and Baggy, Calra Stronghold, Pellbottom, and Krog are walking through the streets of the Pond District looking for Miss Maggie Lathy's house. And eventually you come to that very house. You see a row of identical front doors, <laughs> all beautiful and pristine, and one with a five-foot-size hole in it that's been badly plastered over with miscolored wood and scraps. Nice. What would you like to do? Clay's going to turn to the rest of the group and say, uh, I need to make a quick stop. And she'll go and knock on the door of Miss Maggie Lathy. Great. And there's a surprised noise inside a... And a... A breaking... Oh, shoot! A breaking of a dish. A few moments later, the front door peeks open. You see Miss Maggie Lathy. She's in pajamas. She goes... Um, yes? Oh, Clegg. Hi, Miss Maggie. We're um, all going to go to Baggy's house. Did you want to come too? I don't want you to get eaten alive by the the night terror. Oh, the death terror. I just stay inside, um, make a persuasion check. And I'll give you advantage because you're there with a whole big group of folks. Is everyone busting out into a little carol? Are they going to burst into a carol? Yeah, hell yeah, they're going to sing. So I rolled a two and a five, but I'm going to use my portent Ooh. 15 for this. Hey, okay. <laughs> What's the total? It's a 15 minus one. It's a 14. 14. Miss mm. Maggie Lathy will say, oh, that's very nice of you, but. Oh, wait, hold on a minute. Clegg smells like big dog. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she does. The scent of the big dog. <laughs> Roll that D4. That's a four. Oh my <laughs> That's gosh! Guide 18. yourself too. I, I don't know if an hour has passed. Yeah, or do not. the guidance just to pump that number up. Pump that. That's a twenty-one oh, with the guidance. Wow, you love it. Amazing. Miss Maggie Lathy will take the cucumbers off her eyes. She's been blind <laughs> the whole time. Oh my god! Summer Spanish is gonna leap for a cucumber. Yeah, he'll get, she'll give it to him. She says, "Every year for the past fifteen years, I have sat." At home alone. Aw. And you know why? Because I never asked anyone to join me. I would love to join you all this evening. I would love to. Wow. Sweet. And she'll she'll get ready (laughs) and go to join you all. And as we move to the second half of the party evening, we will take our break. We'll be back in a few minutes with more. Thank you. And it's going to be cozy. You again see the streets filled with people. It seems like the second half of Secret Snugglers is upon us. And as people return to Missing Chair Square and you all follow with them, you see gifts are laid out with someone's name written on the top of the gift, uh, all spread throughout the square. Alex, can I ask a lore question? Yeah. So we have people like Miss Maggie Lathy and, and Krog who have said that they normally spend cuddle much alone. Well, how are they not uh, killed by the, the death eater? You're allowed to be alone. Just not outside. Oh, you can't be outside at, even if you're, even you're with your, with friends and family. Yes. The death terror attacks anyone left outside. So everybody traditionally finds a house to hang out in with friends and family, but you could stay alone. It's just sadder. (laughs) Let's open some gifts. And so you see all the gifts laid out for you, (laughs) and you go looking for a box with your name on it, and you find it. 
and we'll montage through a whole bunch of folks opening gifts. You see Tile opens a small gift, and it's a bow tie in there. <gasps> Just what he wanted! You see Fent Sherrystone has a wooden sculpture. It's cruder than anything he could make, and he's a little disappointed. You see Mr. Jack Cole open up a big box, and he goes, Dude, it's not what I wanted, as he holds up two glasses that are painted with suns on them. Uh, and he, he's going to look around, look, looking for someone to blame. We'll, cut, we'll come back to that. Clampeath Careprax, our gold dragonborn goth team. That you just made up today. She's a staple of Chester's chair. <laughs> she has a beetle in a glass jar and is like, oh, sweet. Whoa. Albert, you find a bag with your name on it. Oh boy, time to rip it open. And opening it up, you see a long plasticky bag with a big zipper on it. There's a note on it. A horse body bag. The best I could do on short notice. (laughs) Thank you, Secret Snuggler. And what did you ask for? I asked for a horse-shaped coffin. (laughs) (laughs) And got almost that. It's a a big plasticky bag, and there's like four protrusions on it where the legs are meant to go. Uh, Money money Boy is already suffocating inside. (laughs) Money Boy, no! Money Boy, no! He's just constantly the little child that's uh, on danger <laughs> notifications, danger yeah. uh, pictures. You see Al- Sir Alistair Turtle, who we have not seen in a very long time. Thank God. He opens up a little box and inside is chest wax. And he goes, finally! Oh-ho! <laughs> He's all so funny. How many old men go, oh <laughs> Clegg, I would like you to open up the box with your name on it. Clegg's gonna, like, delicately open the box so she can reuse the wrapping paper later. Inside, you see a very nicely constructed wooden toy. It looks like, for like a dog, like a hide-the-treat kind of thing, where you might put a treat inside it and then the dog solves a simple puzzle and then gets the treat. And uh, what did you ask for? I asked for a cat's toy for Summer's Bounty. Like a like a like a worm on a stick type of thing, one of those like little dangly things. Great, and got something more constructed than that. Yeah. And um, Clegg, let's go ahead and give your gift out too. So, who do we see opening a gift? So we see Krog lumbering yeah. towards a small little like bag with wrapping paper sticking out, and when he opens it, he sees a novelty mug and like a packet of hot cocoa mix inside. And the novelty mug says, I'll be home for Krogmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> I was also looking up how long it takes to enchant an item with a cantrip. Um, and it's 16 hours. Otherwise, I would have had the mug sing, I'll be home for Krogmas. Oh, very cute. Krog is, oh, this is wonderful. <laughs> we see a couple more. We see Baggy open a gift and it's scissors. And she goes, oh. <gasps> This is wonderful. (laughs) And Jeremiah, uh, what gift did you get? Go ahead and share your gift that you made. Yeah, so I had uh, Melton Fisher, uh, the the great, Mm -hmm. wonderful father of Jackson Fisher. And he opens it up and he asked for candy for the children. And given his last name, I wanted to give him... Uh, something akin to Swedish fish, but in uh, in this world, I'm thinking that they'd be called Chester's Char. Love it. Yeah. Aww. Very cute. Was that roundabout enough? Perfect. Melton Fisher will hold it open and say, kids, something good for you. And 
open it up, and the kids go, oh, yeah, great. And Jackson Fisher will eat some, and Cindy will go, oh, Jackson, not all at once. Save some for me. Jackson's drunk and has the munchies. <laughs> and Paul Fisher, Wait, little I'm baby sorry. Paul. We would be remiss not to find out what Jackson Fisher sounds like when he's drunk. <laughs> My grades are better than all of your grades. And when I grow up, I'm going to... I'm gonna be big and strong, and I'm gonna f- fight everybody. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> and Thank you. Little baby Paul Fisher will say, and <laughs> try and eat some candy too. The Fisher family is very happy. Jeremiah, you find you're looking everywhere for a box with your name on it, and you don't see a box. And then off in the corner, you do see. A dumpy old crate, and there's a little note on it. It says, easy, and you see in front of you a crate. It is larger than the average crate. And what did you ask for? I asked for a second, slightly larger crate than what I currently have uh, for my sermons in Chestershire Square. (laughs) (laughs) You'll all have a chance to, to guess as people now have opened their gifts and are looking around. Finea Vorn is eating raw meat, looking around saying... Which one of you made my day? <laughs> who would you like to guess brought you a gift? I feel like mine was the guy who likes garbage. It's a good guess. I want to like change these <laughs> to be that because that's like so. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not the guy who likes garbage. The guy that thinks he has garbage. Yes. <laughs> you approach Varshan Decker. No, that's exactly right. I am garbage. Not like I do things related to garbage. Thank you for clarifying, Varshan. Krog will come over and clap you on the back and say, Sorry, I didn't get exactly what you're looking for, but I figured you could still stuff the body of a horse in this in a pinch. Krog, any horse on the ground is a good day for me. Come here, buddy. I'm going to give him a big <laughs> cuddle much hug. Too. Anyone else have a gift? Has it have a guess? Yeah, because um, the box is well constructed and not just like a worm on a string, bent cherry stone because he's good at constructing. <laughs> this is one that actually lined up with its obvious thing. Yes! Bent oh. Cherry Stone uh, will go, Oh, you caught me, little clag tombstool. Uh, glad you enjoyed that. Just something I whipped up in my spare time. Aw, thanks, Fen. I'm not that little, though. Yeah, I said that in a patronizing way, and uh, I regret that. Clegg will give him a, a stern, cuddlemas handshake. Great. He'll shake your hand as well. And, he'll, and she'll give a big pat to Leroy Lion. Great. Leroy Lion. Jeremiah, you have a guess? I'm kind of grasping at straws here, but I'm thinking somebody who doesn't really know about city life um, and and traditions and uh, will take things incredibly literal. Um, I'm going to go with Arrowhead Vinaya Vorn. And once again, it should be that, but isn't <laughs> it? Uh, it should be, though. It should be. That's the correct guess. <laughs> And uh, Brenda Shortspur, the proprietor of the Mossy Marsh, oh. will sneak up behind you and say, Jeremiah, I found something for you. Uh, I just had that out in the back, so easy. Oh, this is this is great. I'll be able to shout that much louder from on top of my second crate. Happy Cuddle Munch. Happy Cuddle Munch. And the people that receive your gifts also will make a guess. And I'm just going to go ahead and roll for all of these real quick. Oh, yeah. Clegg, Krog will come over and say, There's only one person <laughs> as thoughtful as you, Clegg Tumstool. Aw, Krog. We're Clegmas and Krogmas. 
I guess we are. <laughs> a match made in heaven. <laughs> wow, very good. This also is a success. Melton Fisher is going to look around and say, Kids, uh, which one of... And Jackson Fisher goes, Jeremiah gave me the special drink. It was him. <laughs> yeah, it was me. I knew it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they'll all jump in for a group hug. Can I roll a d20 for coziness? Absolutely. Yeah, please roll a d20 for coziness. It's an 11. I would never do this, but could you imagine if I portents it to a three? <laughs> like oh. type of Christmas comic. Oh, my God. Kind of like this is the saddest thing I've ever heard. I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I guess it'd be kind of balancing out uh, every other port and die that you've given me to let me do the thing and now making not yeah, letting me do the away. thing. Uh, with a seven, that is a failure. And so Mr. Jack Cole looks around. Dude, I can't wear these. And he'll put them up to his eyes to go, what? <laughs> Albert Penis, are you volunteering yourself or no? Yeah, I'm going to walk up. Well, of course you can't, Jack Cole. Those are sunglasses. Oh, right, dude. Which one of us is wrong? I don't even know anymore. I see where well, you're coming from. Well, I would imagine from. you such a trying to wear these glasses. Now, again, these sunglasses are for you to drink in the hot sun. Your drink will never be warm. It'll always be nice and cool. Oh, right on. As dude. you can tell by the uh, suns on there wearing big old eye shades. Yeah, what are those called? Those are eye shades. Oh. They shade your eyes from the sun's harmful rays. Well, right on, man. Thank you. Right on to you, Jack Cole. Right on. And he'll give he'll initiate a complicated handshake with you. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, oh, oh my god. We'll figure that out next time. Yeah, we'll figure that one out. Yeah, we got it. All right. Cool guy. All right. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Bye. Yep. Okay, cool. All right. Yep. Bye. Oh, one more thing, Jack. I'm so, so sorry to bother oh, yeah. you. Um, one of your students, they came by and they appeared to have taken something from my shop. Whoa. Yes, I was missing some of my most potent updog. <laughs> Whoa, that's terrible, a thief. I mean, what are we going to do about that? Well, it was quite expensive updog, so... <laughs> expensive, too? Oh, gosh, I'm really sorry to hear it. Maybe I could help you file an insurance claim. For the updog? What's updog? Nothing much, Jack Cole. What's updog with you? Nothing much, Albert Penis. Hang loose, dude. All right. Bye. All right. Now I'll see you later. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now for real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now bye. for real. Bye. Okay. Yeah. All right, bye. bye. Yeah. Bye. See ya. Okay. And, bye. All right. All right. See ya. Money boy. No. Money boy. Get that out of your mouth. Uh, money. Uh, no. Money boy. Money boy. I said money boy this time. Force a habit. He's just a Pokemon. He just says his name now. <laughs> and with this nonsense done, the sun is beginning to set. And now, folks, are they're looking for their final stop for the evening. The girls' group is circling back up, as well as the folks who were at Orta's house are beginning to head over that way, although there's other groups of folks going in other directions. Where would you all like to go? I think we should all retire to one of our nearby pubs. Spend the night over there. Or you're all welcome to come home to Penis Curiosity and join us for some cider and uh, friendship. I want wherever the Scarlet's Edge is going to be poured. Mm, perhaps Orda's house then. I do have I do have a bunch of actually let's do that. I have a uh my quarterly allotment of bog water. Uh so why don't we bring that over to Penis Curiosity? Throw in a party, cool. Clegg is going to go, Oh hey Miss Magulinthy, have you met Krog? I figured you guys oh. would have a lot in common because 
He works at the Lie Bar, and you love reading books about badgers. Hmm, thank you, Clegg. Yes, of course I've met Krog. We know each other. I I visit the Lie Bar from time to time to catch up on my reading, and Krog will say, Oh, yes, we're we're friendly. Thanks, Clegg. He's like, you guys should should hang out and get to know each other, because you guys are both two of the coolest people I know in Chester. Clegg, can I talk to you just for a minute? Can I, can I talk to you? <laughs> Yeah, all right. She'll pull you aside and go, don't set me up with people, Clegg. I'm not. I think that it's just nice when two lonely people become friends. Clegg, if you do this to me, I'm going to do this to you. Is that a threat? You want to find out, Clegg Tumstall? Clegg's going to sneak off and try to join Jeremiah and all. (laughs) As you walk away, she's looking at you. And Clegg's just like, my work here is done. Krog will also go over to her and say, so uh, what? And we'll cut back over to your group. So you're planning a party in Penis Curiosity? Yeah. And who are you inviting to this party? I'm inviting anybody who wants to come. Everyone, everyone here who wants to escape the terror of the night, feel free to come by Penis Curiosity. Maybe throw some gold at some items, but for the most part, throw your mouths at a delicious mouthful of Scarlet's Edge. Go ahead and roll a performance check to get the attention of folks looking for a place to hang out. I'll give guidance to the performance track. 18. 18. Hey, pretty good. You get a cozy little group going. Um, Tile will sidle up and say, um, can I join you? Of course you can, Tile, my boy. Oh, good. Great. Castleberry, who we haven't seen in a while, will come by also. Castleberry! Hey! Oh, oh my Albert. God! Come here! Oh, you come here! Come here, oh, you old, you old, wow. you old man! I love this. I guy. love this man. This, this is my favorite. <laughs> this is my favorite guy. There's a lot of people in this town. There's only one Albert, Peters. and there's only you know one Castleberry. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm oh, gonna get wow. that rent to you next month. Oh, right on time. I know you will. Uh, yeah, well, uh, uh, at I some point next will. month, you will have that rent. Yep. On the first day of the month, when the rent is due, the I will the first day of the month that is convenient to me, I will get you that rent. <laughs> yes, as long as that day is the first day of the actual month. Of course, the first good. day of the actual month. The actual month for me starts once my business really gets going, so who knows? Yeah, which was like a couple of weeks ago. I've seen you had more traffic. It's oh, we, we don't, nobody right knows. Traffic time. is a subjective term, you know, web yep. traffic, if you're a spider. What a great night we're going to have, right? <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I love this guy. I'm coming in. I love this guy. There's Thanks only one Castle Bear, and he's getting rent at least by the 15th of the next month. And one Albert Penis known for punctual payments. And he'll, he'll go inside. Sir Alistair Turtle is going to come over and say, Jeremiah? Turtle. <laughs> now, I heard you're having a party. The, the, the three of us, the party planning committee, has planned another party, yes. Please let me join you. <sighs> Sir Alistair Turtle, we've had our differences. You could join our cuddle puddle. <laughs> thank you. That's <laughs> gross, but thank you. Thank you. And he'll, he'll run inside, cl- clinking and clanking along. Uh, some other folks will come over to join you, too. Sindar Fullbeak will ask to come in. Sindar, you may have killed my son, but on Cuddle Much, you're welcome to come inside Penis Curiosity. Thanks, Albert. As long as you leave with something. I'll, 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 okay, I'll, I'll buy uh, something. Now that Summer's Bounty can talk, he has something that he wants to say to you, Sundar. And what is that? Unless you want me to just do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can do it to yourself. Okay. Yeah, Summer's Bounty will, will fly up and say, <laughs> Violence is not the answer! <laughs> That's pretty good. And Sundar will say, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm is sorry that something he actually believes? 
We fight a lot. Violence is acceptable in certain situations. Defensively, no problem. Offensively, when in service of the greater good. <laughs> and I'll fly inside. Miss Maggie Lathy, Baggy, Prog, and Calra Stronghold, and Pellbottom, the whole girl group, come over to you. Baggy will say, since our girl party is kind of changing, I was thinking maybe we just combine them and we have a pig party. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd love to have a girl party at Penis Curiosity. Let's do it. And they'll all come inside too. Is there any tension between Maggie and Sendar uh, when they both realize that they're at the same party? As we go inside, the Scarlet Edge flowing, folks sitting up on top of boxes. There's not a lot of standing room in Penis Curiosity. And the upstairs is still locked, I believe. Is that right? Nobody's going up there. Folks are hanging out on the downstairs, trying to avoid bumping into things. You bump it, you buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Finding comfortable seats uh, in various places. Money Boy has a bathtub that he has on the bottom floor that he sleeps in and also bathes in he's opened that up for other folks so that so two people are sitting in there make an insight check jeremiah to see if maggie lathy and cinder Fullbeak have some chemistry i'll give guidance to the insight check clegg's peering at him too oh it's good 23 23 oh yeah i'm a wise boy miss maggie lathy is sitting there she seems more comfortable with baggy the other folks that she's more familiar with you look over at Sindar Fullbeak. He's sitting mostly alone, but he does keep looking up at her. <gasps> uh, he's going to go up to Sindar and say, Oh my gosh. Well, maybe you could go make some more amends with Miss Maggie Lathy. Yes, I, I guess I owe her that much. Tis the season. You're right. He'll walk over to her, and he and Miss Maggie Lathy will sit down together, and they sort of have a private conversation as the, the party's going on. Little matchmaker. Huck was a nice one, Jeremiah. That was huge. I just want everybody to enjoy cuddle much together so we could spend time inside not getting eaten alive. I must say, when this year began, I was quite a lonely man, with no one in my shop but my curiosities. But here today I must say that I feel quite warm sitting here beside my friends, and dare I say, my family. And none of those nasty fucking pigs. (laughs) Huge. (laughs) And as the party seems to reach a comfortable rhythm, people have kind of paired off in small groups around the shop, sitting on top of boxes and things, chatting. You all have a moment of reflection. It is a cuddlemust tradition to send a note or receive a note from your family. And you all have received such a note. I will email them to you now. What? And you'll get to read them. That's so crazy. Now, there's a mechanic behind this. The three of you all hanging out together and and receiving your notes. I am going to read the note on air. But if you, the player, the character, don't want this read in front of your friends, then I will ask those people to take their headphones off so that they cannot be heard. On the other side, if you're comfortable with your friends reading this note then other folks don't have to disconnect and can just listen to it cool uh so let me go ahead and email those now it's my little surprise and as you get these letters clegg and albert these letters have just come in earlier today jeremiah your letter is an old one one that you take out of your pocket and read every year clegg are you going to hide this from your friends or are you going to allow them to peek in clegg's gonna hide it all right whoa 
I promise too that uh, when I listen to the actual podcast, I'll I'll take off my headphones <laughs> or fast forward. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, Plague, you pull open a letter. It reads, Clementine. This unsavory detour of yours has been challenging, to say the least. But worry not, we have kept up appearances as well as one could hope to. The crab apples asked if you are enjoying the weather. Ha, ha. But seriously, you have so much potential, Clementine, we hate to see that wasted. Chin up, eyes on the prize, and soon enough, all of this nonsense will be far behind you. Everyone here at home wishes for your swift return. Love, Mom and Dad. Clegg's going to shake the envelope really hard to see if there's any money for spells in it. There is not. Clegg's like, okay. And she is going to toss the letter out the window. Great. Wow. Okay. It sails away. We'll bring everybody back. Albert, you are next. Would you... Do you want to cover this from your friends or not? Yeah, this will be a hidden one. Okay. Then, yeah, Chelsea, could you, like, go into the bathroom or something? <laughs> You're banished. Right, Chelsea. This one reads, To Albert. Another year without a visit or even a letter. Mom and I miss you. I know I've said this too much, but it's time to come home. You aren't an inventor, Albert. Unlike me, you're a penis. And penises are only good for one thing. Factory work. Besides, things are changing here. It's hardly the boring old town you remember. You can have a nice, quiet life here just like everyone in our family always has had. Isn't that enough? We've kept your room exactly the way it was. You'll see soon, I'm sure. Lots of love, Dad. Well, straight to the garbage for that one, and I'm going to throw it in the air, and Money Boy is <laughs> going to catch it and eat it. Oh, delicious. Great. Okay, we'll bring everybody back. Except for Chelsea. <laughs> to knock for. So the final letter, Jeremiah, yours is an old, wrinkled note, one that you've kept for many, many years, and you read about once a year. Would you like to read this secretly, or do you mind if people see it? Um, so most years, Jeremiah, is, at this point of the evening, uh, will take out this letter, and he's normally at Orta's house, and so uh, he'll take out the letter, and that's about the time where he passes out in his own vomit on one of her love seats. Um, but <laughs> since he's not doing that this year, um, and he he has some friends that he considers close, um, he kind of he kind of takes them to the side and and says, "This is my well, this is my letter." Wow. Great. You all take a look at this this gnarled old note. It's handwritten in a beautiful font. It says, Jeremiah, take a deep breath. The cold air this time of year was always my favorite. The leaves have all fallen by now. But Kalimvor teaches us that their death isn't the end. It's the beginning of life for a new set of leaves. They will burst with color and joy in just a few short months. I see that color and joy on your tiny face as I write this. You burst in every moment, with every step you take and word you babble. My little leaf. Though I won't be here to see you grow, I have no fear. This town will take care of you as it took care of me. Death isn't the end, but a new beginning. It's my winter, but your spring. Enjoy it. Happy Cuddle Much, 
Come on. Aww. A tearjerker, man. <laughs> I went bursting at every moment. That was me in college. <laughs> How fucking dare you? God damn it. Oh my god. <laughs> we almost had the TPC, the total party cry. Ah, <laughs> uh, had to ruin it. Sorry. Can't help it. I was born cool. Oh my god. <laughs> Based on this letter, I was barely born at all. Aww. Aww. Jeremiah has just shared a core memory with you, and that's your. Re- What's your reaction? What's your reaction? We'll zoom back. Jeremiah, that's a beautiful sentiment you keep with you. Good to remind us that those that love us leave a guiding hand on our back when they pass. Click's fully crying and, oh. and saying, thank you for sharing that with us, Jeremiah. That's a very beautiful letter. Um, but she's saying that through tears. Jeremiah, I like to think that somewhere up there, your mother and Chimpy are holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> what about Chimpy's third hand? That's patting her back. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know, because um, I'm assuming Money Boy and um, Summer's Bounty are there too. What are their reactions? Summer's Bounty is... <laughs> and he'll fly closer to Clegg and hug her. Do do bats cry? Can they cry? They cry like... <laughs> <laughs> if my wife were to ever listen to this podcast, which I don't think she ever will... Uh, (laughs) i think the only thing that she would come from this is you fucking can't take anything seriously serious i thought i was gonna get everybody today it was close man okay um and as everyone spends the evening relaxing making merry with their friends chatting and having a wonderful time here in penis curiosity you all eventually drift off to a peaceful sleep, passed out on the floor in various places, hanging up along the stairs. As outside, you hear, Just like every year. Oh my god, who died? Yeah, let's find out. I was just about to end the session. Um, I'd like somebody to roll a d20, please. I don't want this blood on my hand. 14. A 14. Uh-huh. Great. And in the morning, when you all wake and step outside, you see sprawled out on missing chair square, not dead, the much death terror, despite the name, does not murder, but instead beats within an inch of your life and then takes all your stuff. <laughs> you see a completely nude Mr. Jack Cole <gasps> laid out bloody but stable i'm gonna run over to him and i'm going to cast spare the dying on him great he comes up he goes just trying to party dude um while we're all watching i'm gonna grab the hand of whoever's standing next to me and then i'm just gonna start singing cuddle (laughs) (laughs) happiness and cheer Fun for all <laughs> that children call their favorite time of year. Snowflakes in the air. Carols everywhere. Olden times and ancient rhymes of love and dreams to share. Sleigh bells in the air. 
Beauty Beauty And as this cacophony of voices Screeches out over the unconscious body Of Mr. Jack Cole We will end our very first Cuddle Much special Thank you listeners for listening Thank you players for playing Thank you DMs for making me want to cry Wow and thank you, listeners, for listening all year, as long as that year starts on October 17th. <laughs> it's been a great couple months here at Small Town D&D. We're excited for next year. Next week will be a special episode. It will be our ARC 1 recap episode. A perfect Woo! place to refresh yourself on the story or perhaps to share with a friend so that they can catch up on the plot and be ready for ARC 2 when that starts recap next year. Time. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, Small Town D&D is our handle there. We've got really great stuff, Social cast photos media. and character art. <laughs> Rate and review us. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast Help app. This show <laughs> Especially with an early show, these kinds of things are really helpful. Your impact has an outsized effect we need on how the show does. Send us lots of likes. And that's it for us, folks. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. That was cozy. <laughs>